But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. All right, it is a new era here at Fitness Informant. Everything else that we seemingly have our hands in. It is the booty. And the beast. I mean, I think we did that backwards. We did that backwards. You started it. You started <laughs> The booty. And the beast podcast. <laughs> Featuring myself, fitness informant, founder, and CEO, Ryan Buckeye, with my beautiful, voluptuous wife, who is now officially part of the brand full-time, Danielle Buckeye. How are you, honey? I am wonderful. Wonderful. Sorry for... This is our first time with this new podcast uh, setup that we're doing, too. So we're trying to get everything coordinated and figured out uh, to work in our favor. But this will be fun. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for the podcast. We're going to have guests down the line. A little bit different format. We're going to do Q&A. Uh, to kick it off, we have some flavor reviews here. Storm Lifestyle's new pre-workouts. These launch at the Arnold in Wicked Wild Berry. And their gnarly grape. We'll also have this on our official Instagram and TikTok page as well. So, uh, first off, before we jump into the Q&A, how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, excited, anxious. You know, there's lots of feelings that go along with a complete career change. Yeah. So. A little bit. I mean, what? You don't think running a fitness platform <laughs> in a nut butter company is the same as being an RN? Yeah. I mean, I think there are actually going to be more things that overlap than I realize. But um, yeah, definitely a very different field. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we're still helping people. Yeah, exactly. That's a big thing. I think when it comes down to like medications versus supplements, it's still looking at how they work in the body and that will be a good overlap. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't, according to DeShea, which is an act back in 1994, these are technically are not drugs, but at the end of the day, they're drugs. And I will tell you that they're drugs because when you take something, it elicits a feeling, a physical, a mental, to some, an emotional feeling, whether it's a pre-workout, whether it's you with beta alanine, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's where it is. So let's jump in to this week's Q&A. We asked our followers at Fitness Informant on Instagram some questions, and uh, we're going to jump into them. Some of them are for me, some of them for D, some of them are for uh, both of us. So uh, we're going to start right away with a question for Danielle. It's from Soul Performance Nutrition. These guys make some great products. Women fitness myths. What are some myths surrounding women's fitness? Um, constant cutting. I feel like that's a big thing. Like, Women are afraid to take all these supplements and all these things about like creatine and taking carbs during your workout because they're worried about bulking and getting too big. But in reality, it's like, why is it that we have to be constantly trying to get smaller? Why isn't there some? Because that's the image that society portrays. Have you seen a fucking Barbie doll? Yeah. I mean, until true. recently, they were all blonde, beautiful, and tiny. But I do love the new, it seems to be somewhat of a transition towards being strong and being bigger and you do see a lot of these women who are in you know the spotlight trying to be bulking while they're still maintaining that lean physique they still do try to build that muscle and that's not something that was seen 
you know, years ago. I think so. we're tiptoeing a weird line though, Danielle, because I think that there are the ones who are promoting muscle building and toning. And then there are the ones who say, Hey, you're big, bold, and beautiful. <laughs> celebrate it. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that. I'm not going to celebrate obesity. Never. Because like we can talk about the last two years, the last two years, 78% of people that had the, the worst reactions, deaths, hospitalizations. I mean, they were obese. So I'm not going to sit here and celebrate obesity. I refuse to. Definitely not. But I do think there's a huge difference between bulking and building strength sure. and just simply saying you're big and beautiful. <laughs> Let's, uh, as an extension of this question, uh, he wants to know about your activity level while you're pregnant. Oh, that's, so I will admit the first, you know, trimester and stuff, I was very, very upset because it was hard to do the things that I did, you know, for years and years before that. But I did make sure I got up and, you know, at least walked or did the elliptical or something throughout my pregnancy. Because while it's important to listen to your body, I didn't want to, you know, be completely inactive and lose all the muscle and everything after my pregnancy. I mean, you you were lifting. You were doing everything. Oh, I definitely was. But there's days that I couldn't. I'm pretty sure the morning that we actually went into labor, you were still, we worked out, didn't we? I, I didn't lift that that day, but yes, I did definitely work out with you. <laughs> Next question here, we're actually going to ask in the second part of the show because Danielle is basically the guest on the pilot. Most of the people listening to this, this is probably not your first time hearing or listening to me spew because I talk all the time, but might be your introduction <laughs> into Danielle. So um, let's talk about this one. Thoughts on Axe and Sledge pre-workout. Everybody says it's under dose. It's from John 15 Anderson. I'm assuming you're talking about ignition switch. Now, ignition, ignition switch on the label is a 40 serving pre-workout. Guys, anytime you see something that says 40 servings, it's going to be a 20 serving, okay? It's, it's going to be a double scooper. That's going to give you the efficacious dosing of, of key ingredients. I don't think we have it on the table here, but... Um, yeah, in terms of like one dose, yeah, in my opinion, at that point, it's going to be under underdosed. But if you're taking the appropriate dosage of two, if you're maybe um, a little bit lighter on stems, a scoop and a half, you're going to get closer to what you need to be at. Wife wants to start taking nootropics. Any that Daniel prefers more than you. Um, this is from SmithNJ79. I think we both kind of like the same nootropics. I don't think that I, they well, differ. Yeah, I think I love nootropics in general. I think that's kind of what I lean towards for my pre-workouts, especially lately. Um, as I started to decrease my caffeine intake or try to, I've been leaning more into those. So I do love um, Kinetic with Ambrosia. I like the... Which Focus. is more, it, it's still, so Kinetic is still a pre-workout, but it's mushroom-based, which is going to be better for neurological benefits, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, like, um, but she, I think you are just about to say so Focus, Focus from Storm. Storm. I take that one a lot. Actually, I'm drinking it right now. Which yeah. is, yeah, it's great. Zone <laughs> from Core uh, is phenomenal. A lot of people like Ghost Gamer. Yeah. I think you use Gamer at work. Yeah. A couple times. Yep. Um, there's the non-stim stuff too. So, like, uh, Neuro 365 from Glaxon, for instance, if you've already had so much caffeine, this is a phenomenal product because if you're like me, you're taking a pre-workout with at least 300 milligrams of caffeine. You're having a ghost energy at 200 milligrams of caffeine. If you're doing the math, that's 500 milligrams of caffeine. I don't need to take a nootropic with another 200. If anything, I want another energy drink because I think they taste good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are a plethora of nootropics out there that are good that both Danielle and I love, uh, that we have, you know, a closet full of them here, which is great. It actually helps us get a bunch of shit done on, on both businesses that we run. 
For me, have you ever thought about getting a manicure or even a pedicure? All right, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, funny story. I mean, I'll never get a manicure because I bite my fingernails. Oh, I, he's I, really bad. I They're bite like them all the, the time. Nubs. You try running two, and now you're going to know. Like running two <laughs> businesses full time, being a father of two, like it's it's a lot on your plate. And it's always been a bad habit of mine is to bite my fingernails. So I will never get a manicure. Uh, pedicure, I've gotten those before. Multiple I, with me, actually. Yeah, I, right it, before yeah. pregnancy, he did one with me. Yeah, and we're like actually, I, I, yeah, spring and iron. So Monday is her first official day on Fitness Informant. I was going to say, let's go do a massage and a pedicure day in the morning yeah. and then work in the afternoon. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I like them. I, my feet are fucking gross. <laughs> That's why you need them. Your feet are fucking gross too. Yeah, I, I mean, have runner's feet, workout feet, you know, they're just kind of- Calluses yeah. all over the place. Yep. <laughs> like, let's not pretend that just because you're a female that you fluff and you're beautiful in every part of your body. You are, but your feet are fucking gross. And they, and they smell. <laughs> like, if you if you are a couple out there and you are afraid to admit that other your, your significant other has like, you know, when she's done working out, for instance, she smells like fucking shit. It's, I mean, she sweats more than oh, I do. Yeah. I'm bad. I think. Definitely. And I still love her. And I would still sleep with her while she smells terrible because that is what you do for love. How important is it to take fish oil with food versus fasted first thing in the morning? I don't think it's that important. I mean, you can take it fasted if you want, uh, depending on how you're taking it. So, like, the stuff that we use is the refrigerated liquid. Yeah. Typically, like we just take a tablespoon or a teaspoon of it and call it a day. I've taken it fasted all the time. I don't think it, I mean, maybe in terms of bioavailability, I don't think it matters because like you have 40 calories and you have X amount of grams of fat in a teaspoon of fish oil that we're using. So whether it's, you know, I don't think that has anything to, to do with it. Not that I know of. No, not at all. All right. So let's go on to another fascinating question, I think, here. Uh, thoughts on Alani New pre workouts and energy drinks? Okay. So I, I think Alani New is a brand that we don't spend nearly enough time talking about at Fitness Informant. One, we don't have a, a business relationship with them. So like we need to focus on the brands that we work with because they have a lot going on. Secondly, their pre-workout is not the best on the market. It can be dosed better. It's, it's one of those brands, I think, geared towards women, but I don't think they're intentionally underdosing because it's for a woman. I think it's just, you know, in terms of cogs and they want to make sure that they're making as much per per tub as possible, especially with their partnerships with GNCs and vitamin shops of the world. So I would like to see their pre-workout improved. I think their energy drinks are great. Um, their flavors are awesome. Yeah, I think they're flavoring. Yeah. They're, they're probably one Marketing's of the best. Marketing's great too. Flavoring at 200 milligrams of caffeine, I think. Yeah. They're, 12, they're, they're, they're smaller cans too. Like mm -hmm. mimosa, for instance, one of their flavors. I love it. And like you have that with some Tito's vodka, it's phenomenal. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. Like, it was know, not, let's know. not, you know, joke with it. So uh, overall, I think the brand and some of their performance putters could use some work. I think um, their balance powder kind of set the standard or at least uh, uh, paved the way for products like Ghost Glow, which I know Danielle takes daily. Every day. Um, because that didn't really exist before balance. So you have to give kudos where kudos is due um, to them. So, um, all right. Best recommendations on making a nasty tasting pre-workout taste better to finish the tub? Just... Drink it quick and do it with a small yeah. amount of water. Well, I mean, if, if you want to dry <laughs> scoop you it and really you dome anything. it, you can dome it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Just recommend it. it. I think that makes it worse. There's <laughs> nothing, I mean, you could put, like, I, I think people have gotten, like, flavoring packets before, but why? I mean, you're already There's already so much flavor in there. rose in it. You don't need any more. What's up with the latest Outright Bar sacrificing protein and macros for taste lately? All right, here, I'm going to take you guys on the business lesson when it comes to functional food. Consumers are not willing to sacrifice flavor for any health benefit period. Like the vast majority of consumers. Yeah. You're going to have the people who are hardcore, say vegan or hardcore, mm -hmm. say, I don't want artificial this and that. 
they are such a small portion of the population. If you're trying to attract a large portion of the population and your product tastes like shit, they will not purchase again. The repurchase rate is a huge indicator on how successful you're going to be as a business. For example, let's talk about Fitbutters. We have a high repurchase rate because we elected to go flavor first, functional food second. So if you look at our labels, we have anywhere from six to eight grams of protein per serving. That's not 10 digit or 10, 10 plus. It was intentional mm-hmm. because we want our product to A, taste good. We didn't want it to be chalky. We didn't want it to dry out. We wanted to make sure that they had a good experience. So for Mark to chocolate coat an outright bar, 12 grams of protein or whatever the new one is, I mean- Guys, at the end of the day, it's a peanut butter-based bar. You're still getting double-digit protein. You're getting healthy fats, and you're getting something that tastes phenomenal. It's better to grab an outright bar than a Snickers bar. I mean, Mm -hmm. granted, they're both great. So, I mean, at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, you gotta you you gotta be a business owner versus like somebody within the space. And I think that Mark's doing a good job of being both. Uh, As I scroll through some of these Q and A's, I think um, I'm gonna ask. Probably one more question on here, and then we're going to hop into some flavor review here. But for both of us, what made you jump into your own business? Um, I mean, I don't think Danielle had a choice. I was affiliated with you, so I I think I just blocked out there. But um, yeah, I was with you, so I just followed the business because of that. But I can, I can admit that I never imagined being a business owner. Not once in my entire life. So. I don't know. Before you and I got together officially, you wanted to like start this apparel brand and then like I'd entertain the idea just to make you happy, but I was <laughs> never going to throw money at you that to start was apparel Des, brand. my sister and I, and I think that was more hers because her degree is in business. So I was kind of going with her. But for, for people, I have people that hit me up and be like, hey, I'm going to start a t-shirt company. And I just want to say back to them, like, you're being a fucking idiot. Like there's too many. There's a too, too many. many. It's a it's a fucking stocking nightmare because <laughs> there are sizes from small, medium, large, XL, XXL, XXXL, and then you have to discount the shit of that stuff when it doesn't sell. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, I knew, uh, man, when I was like 17. I I did oh, okay. Like even go before that, when I was in elementary school, middle school, I was like selling caramel apple suckers to my friends to try to make a profit. (laughs) Like I was always in sales. I was always trying to make money for myself. I hated working for people, even though I had some really good bosses and I knew Mm -hmm. at some point I was going to do my own thing for like the last four years now. I think it's been four, fuck, almost four, three, four years. I've been able to work for myself, not have to follow a strict schedule. Grand, I work a lot more now than I ever have in the past. Nonstop. (laughs) But I love it because it's, it's, it progresses my business and our business forward versus making somebody else a bunch of money and me getting paid whatever. Now, with that said, if I was still in corporate America, I'd be making a hell of a lot more money than I'm making now, but I'm also happier now. Mm-hmm. And in a week, I get to work with you every day. Are you excited? I mean, it's either going to lead to, <laughs> it's either going to be like the greatest thing ever, or we're going to be filing divorce papers because that is like, there, there's no in between here. Like either we are, but here either we work really, really well together yeah, or, or we lots, and lots of fighting. But so I mean, hopefully we're the same type for the first year of COVID. We basically were inseparable. I mean, she worked yeah. as a nurse, but they didn't have her come in quite a bit because they were at that point overstaffed, which is hilarious to think about. Well, no, because our floor wouldn't take COVID. Whatever. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like every day we were together and we did just fine. So, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be great. So before we take a break, come back and then kind of, you know, drill Danielle for some of that, uh, feedback and, and her behind the scenes and her falling in love with fitness and why she's now going to be here on the brand as, uh, as the booty, as the queen, whatever you want to call her. Uh, let's do, let's do a couple flavor reviews here. We're going to be posting this to our TikTok and our Instagram as well. Yes, we're on TikTok and we're trying really hard 
to grow that platform. But this is the Storm's pre-workout. It launched last year. They were nominated for 2021 New Brand of the Year. They did end up losing to Unbound Supplements, which had a phenomenal 2021. But their pre-workout is actually very well done. I think you use their burn. You use their focus. I don't know how much you've actually used their pre-workout. I haven't used the pre-workout much yet. Uh, it's good. It's 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is, might be a reason why you don't yeah. use it because you I don't like high caffeine. Um, so can you grab the, the FI shaker? So the pink and the mint one. And because I'm uh, disabled with my arm, I'm going to have you open this, and I will take these, and we will put, uh, let's see here. Sometimes they put recommended water in here, which is what I like to do. So one level scoop into 16 ounces of water. Well, that's not going to happen. So we are going to use fresh water, bottled water, so that way there's no uh, tainting. I just said taint on the podcast. That's big. Uh, of the sample. So this is going to be, well, 16.9 fluid ounces. I guess we're going to basically hit the nail on the head. I'm wasting a whole bottle of water because I want to do what they say. They 16. Yeah, normally it's 10 to 12. But you know what? If they say 16, that's what we do because we base our flavor reviews on the recommended uh, liquid amount. Here, I'll take okay. a little bit off. I'm sorry, I'm challenged on opening these. Yeah, well, I mean, you're married to me, so what do you expect to happen? <laughs> All right, so that one, and then you take this one. So this is Wicked Wild Berry. Here's what I like about Storm, by the way, is that they have some really cool branding. They have a cool concept. It reminds me of, like, Vans Warped Tour. Yeah. Like, of, of what I used to wear. I used to shop at PacSun and Zoomies on the reg when I was back you in high school. You wore Vans? Because I can't imagine you DCs and Etnies. Oh, and, I was and, say, uh, yeah, that was that, that was the vans my, aren't your style. I no, not not like the flat top vans. I think vans started making vans. some cool like skateboard stuff for Speaking a while. Speaking of which, you can get me some vans if you'd like. Yeah, well, you can get to work <laughs> and then see if you earn your own money from the businesses to pay for those vans. Okay. Do they still have van stores? I think so. All right. Using my teeth here. Yep, using your well, teeth. That one opened really well. Uh, I don't recommend the ladies <laughs> out there watching or listening to use their teeth <laughs> to open. Pre-workout bottles. You get your head out of the gutter. Unbelievable. First episode. Why was it just like, the ladies? Well, because men's teeth are stronger. It's a, it's a fact I, I that men's bone structure, strong. men's like structure is stronger. Like that's why we're bigger. And that's not being that. sexist. That's like a scientific fact. Men are just like. I know, I've seen some small men out there. Yeah, they're like, I mean, yeah, sure. There are the, the very few individual like petite dudes. That's cool. I mean, if that's what you want to do. All right, one scoop. This is uh, grape, right? Gnarly grape. Gnarly grape. All right, let's throw it down there. Gotta love the name. I mean, the names are great. So this Gnarly. is going to be, um, is it Blue Raspberry Rage or Raging Blue Raspberry? Uh, Steezy Sour Peach. You got your Wicked Wild Berry and then their Gnarly Grape here. So we're going to mix these up. One sip. This is like our first one sip review on this podcast. I've been on so many podcasts where we've done like one sip reviews. So this will be uh, this will be interesting. It'll be unique. Ouch. Okay. I've got powder all over me. Well, that's the ATF comes or whoever does the drugs. It's not the ATF. Who does the drugs? Is it ATF? Yeah, ATF. I thought they did weapons. Yeah. There you go. DEA. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> all right. Which one do you have? You have uh, uh, the wildberry. Yep. All right. Let's do wildberry first. Danielle first. One sip. Y'all know the rules. You took my line. It's not the only thing I took. 300 milligrams of caffeine, so be careful. I know. One sip. Small sips. All right, so because we use 16 ounces of water, the flavoring's going to be a little bit more faint than I'm used to, but with that said, 
I that really one's like that really one. good. I was yeah. going to say, I really like that one. It, of all their flavors I think I've tasted so far, I like that one the most. It fucking tastes like Kool-Aid. Yeah. I wasn't expect. I don't know. I think when you see, like, berry, it's, there's a lot of variations of berry. So I wasn't sure what to expect. But it wasn't, like, that really artificially um, strawberry no. berry that I was expecting. I mean, so. I, I think, like, wild berry would be a mix, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't get much blueberry, though. I get... Mm. I get something like a little bit tartness in it. I don't know. It's good. It's very it's really good. good. Not super sweet, but it's great. I wouldn't call it a fruit punch either. No, definitely not a fruit punch. No. All right. So gnarly grape, which I believe was explained to me like a candy grape, but the girls at Storm couldn't remember because it had been a hot minute since they tried it. So this these flavors launch on Friday. You guys are going to get this podcast beforehand. The two, <laughs> two, oh, Jesus. 2022 Arnold <laughs> Classic uh, is this weekend in Columbus. Unfortunately, we can't make it. I probably will probably test positive for COVID now after that. So, all right, great. So, admittedly, I don't like grape. Never have, probably never will, but one sip. All right, I'm trying to think of what this is, like, what it reminds me of. I think it's, like, Kool-Aid grape again. Yeah, like. I, I, I think it's on point for Kool-Aid grape. These flavors are better than their other two. Yeah, I agree. Like, Steezy Sour Peach, I thought, yeah, sour peach rings, but it really wasn't that sour. It was more just, like. Like the peach ring without the yeah, sour. Actually. And uh, is that what that one is? Yeah. And I just don't like blue raspberry. These are very, very good. And that grape, even as I don't like grape that much, it's like a Jolly Rancher grape, a Kool-Aid grape, I think yeah. it's pretty much on point. So, yeah, very good. Uh, again, that launches this weekend at the Arnold. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and then a little um, deep dive into the background of Danielle Buckeye, the one and only on the podcast. We'll be right back after this. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. 
And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been would be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is 5% of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. First half, we did. you guys saw the new format. First half, a little Q&A uh, flavor review, which was excellent. Now we're going to get to know Danielle a little bit more as you become full-time on the platform, which I created on October 1st, 2016, to help consumers make better informed decisions when it comes to supplementation, when it comes to workouts, nutrition. Start us off, Danielle, by telling us how you found fitness. How did you find your way into the crazy world of working out? Well, I mean... For starters, I was always in sports and I ran, which you don't consider a sport, but <laughs> I always did that. But then I got to college and the infamous, you know, 15 pounds gain of freshman year. And I decided, hey, I don't like this and found a million different fad diets and different things to <laughs> lose that weight. But then ultimately found the weight room and fell in love with it. All right, so let's back up because I think there's some stuff there to unfold. You didn't <laughs> just like figure out one day like, oh, I've gained 15 pounds. You saw a picture of yourself on a family vacation and you were quite frankly disgusted with yourself. Oh, I was, oh. So I had a big cruise vacation, our first one we ever had, December over Christmas break after my freshman year of college. And I saw a picture of my sister and I, and my sister was still in high school and an athlete. And then I saw me. And yes, I hated it. I was like, wow, I did not know I looked like that. And literally, I'm one of those people that I see something I don't like and I change it right then and there. And so within a week, I had a plan on how I was going to start working out and figure out how to get back to a body that I hopefully loved. <laughs> so yeah. And then you, okay supplementation you had told me you you bounced around in the mlm world a little bit so give a us lot. a rundown of the different brands in that space and and what were the pitches that were given to you the very first one my cousin was actually on herbal life which i know how you feel about that one but i mean how, everybody um, listens how to this most people knows. yeah i was gonna say most people feel um but yeah i started there and then i was doing insanity the you know beach body workouts at home because i obviously was not comfortable in the gym, and that was... So you, you were doing the Insanity workouts. Were you also using the Beachbody supplements at that point? 
I was using Herbalife at that point. So Herbalife, so two different companies. Two, two different, different companies, companies. Okay. yep. But um, my mom was doing the beach body stuff, so I just used her, you know, membership, I guess they call it. Um, so I was doing the Insanity Workouts with Shanti. Mm-hmm. name is Shanti. And I loved the workouts. It was, like, intense, and I it, it quote-unquote, worked, I guess, if you think about me losing weight. But I definitely was eating, what, like, a 1,000 calories with the Herbal Life Shakes, I mean, um, you're consuming metals and everything else that's in that shit too, but yes. Yes, like super low calories. So obviously you're going to lose weight. Um, and then as the semester went on, I decided I wanted to do more than just the cardio workouts and reached out to a bunch of friends and ended up starting to lift. And there we go. Your ex-boyfriend showed you the weight room. You can tell the listeners. Well, it wasn't just my ex-boyfriend. There was multiple friends of mine. Okay. Well, yes. Ultimately, my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. One of their exes showed her uh, showed her the way (laughs) showed her the way in the weight room. Like, uh, so what did you? I mean, you never got a personal trainer. You just like walked into the weight room one day with him, and he walked you through the machines. He walked you through how to do proper form. I mean, what did you did you? Uh, digest a bunch of YouTube com- content or what? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, at first, I did a lot of the machine workouts. I didn't really do free weights. Um, and he gave me like a workout plan, just like a paper. And then I was just YouTubing like crazy, just looking up like each listed, you know, workout that he had and just looked up form in that way. Mm-hmm. So when did you, how long were you lifting until you felt comfortable not taking direction from other people? Years, years. Um, I would say probably around, I started lifting my end of my freshman year, probably around like junior year or so. I have friends starting to like reach out to me and I was comfortable like giving them advice and like helping them work out and being able to create my own plans and just go into the weight room and like feel comfortable like jumping from one thing to the next and knowing what I needed to do versus following someone else's plan. Okay. So then let's let's fast forward to, you know, being disgusted with yourself from a cruise to find the weight room with, with, with you know, friends and family members and YouTube to stepping on stage. And what, so what, what clicked, like what point in your background and your history was like, you know what, I want to, I want to step on stage and be one of these bodybuilding chicks. Well, actually it was funny. I did a half marathon literally within eight months prior to me going on stage, which is kind of stupid looking back now because I obviously didn't have the muscle mass I could have had. But um, I remember working out, and I was one of those girls, which I do not advise this, but I was going to the gym because I was basically bored and I didn't know what to do with my time anymore because I didn't want to keep going out and partying. So I made a transition of basically being in the gym like three to four hours a day. And sometimes if I was bored in the evening, I'd just go back to the gym and work out even more. So I remember people asking me, um, so do you compete? And I was like, what do you mean do I compete? Like at, the, at that point, I didn't even know the bodybuilding world. I was just working out because I like to work out. So I didn't even know what, you know, stepping on stage meant. And then there was girls at my, um, at my gym that were like, wow, you have like amazing quads. Like you should compete. Like you'd be really good in figure. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and so I remember looking into it and, you know, going to a bodybuilding show in Sioux Falls where I lived with a girl who did figure previously. And 
I was like, wow, this is really amazing. But I have no idea what I'm trying to look at right now. Like, I don't know the different classes and all these different things. So I looked into it and I finished my half marathon prep or whatever, you know, training in October, ran my half marathon. And then January came and I'm like, okay, I need a new goal. And so (laughs) I found a coach and signed up a week later for a bodybuilding competition. You did well. Did you you finish second? Second out of 11 in my novice class and then fourth in the open. Yeah. And this was, I think, the Branch Warren show here in Minneapolis, right? Yep. And it was the year that they canceled, um, I think it was the Gophers or one one of the other shows. So it was like a huge turnout versus the ones ever since. Um, usually the novice figure show would never, ever have 11 competitors. Usually it's like five to six. Right. So it was pretty cool. What was the best thing about it? Your, like your biggest takeaway and experience from that process? I think like the pride that it took. Cause I did a very long prep. I did 25 weeks or something like crazy. Um, and I remember just being so proud that I was working 12 hour shifts and still making sure I got my prep, like, all of my goals done, you know, like the um, posing, the cardio, the lifting, even on the days I had 12-hour shifts. So I was really proud of that. But also that moment you step on stage, there's nothing like it. And I think any bodybuilder can contest to that. Like there is a like rush of adrenaline and just like that like pride that comes with all the work that you put in and then stepping on stage and showing it off. How difficult was posing for you? I wish you could see the like first month of prep. I remember trying to flex my back, my lats. And I will admit that was the hardest part is trying to figure out like there's, it's just an unnatural way. Like when people think of flexing your back, if you're not a bodybuilder, you don't do the lat spread. It's like you, you do this like weird squeeze thing with your traps and your, you know, middle back. And it's, it took me forever to figure out how to pose. It was probably the most difficult part. And how often did you pose with a coach? Like once a week? I went through three different coaches. Why? Um, because the first one, <laughs> I was very upset about this. The first one was actually up here in the cities. I couldn't find one in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I was um, for for figure. For some reason, there's a ton of bikini posing <laughs> coaches out there. Not many figure. Um, so I signed up for like a posing seminar here in the cities and ended up being a bikini girl who had never like actually been in figure or anything, but listed herself as a new figure posing coach. But she was basically teaching me how to do bikini kind of like altered a little bit to be figure. So I didn't like her. I only went one time to her and then I ended up going to a girl in Mankato that was not actually like a professional. And then actually one of our ambassadors, Buff Barbie or Christy Spots, she helped me just via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And then I also went to a Rochester. She's amazing. I She was at the um, bodybuilding competition that we went to yeah. for Fit Butters. But yeah, so I went through a few. <laughs> and then I watched, literally when I was doing cardio, I would watch posing like <laughs> shows and just like, flip through YouTube on how to pose. There's a lot of people that don't even get posing coaches. They just do it themselves via YouTube. There's actually a lot of oh, people yeah. who don't do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, when did you start becoming more cognizant of, of stuff that you're putting in your body? Because you started taking Herbalife. I don't know if you used Abacare and some other bullshit. I took everything. <laughs> but like, when did you start 
maybe not researching because I don't think you really started researching hardcore until maybe you met me, but like started caring a little bit more about like the pre-workouts and protein and, and, and aminos and things of that nature. Like, was there a point? Yeah, I would say um, my first pre-workout that I took was C4 when I was in college. I remember, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, someone shared it with me and I remember getting the tingles and hating it. So I stepped away from any pre-workouts because I was deathly afraid of them after that for probably like a year and a half, two years. And then, um, well, I guess when it come, when it came to like protein and, you know, I didn't really know about the ingredients of herbal life and things like that. You just like follow what the coaches that are trying to sell it to you tell you. Uh, um, coaches. That is a <laughs> that's loose they, fucking term. I remember they people. called themselves the coach. neighbor, <laughs> your neighbor who has boxes of product in their fucking garage stacked up to the ceiling because they had to put yes. too much product on their credit card to get a discount. <laughs> but I do remember when I was probably close to when I was doing bodybuilding, like my coach would like tell me different supplements to try. But I remember going to the Arnold and try having that, pre-workout and having like niacin flush Mm -hmm. and just freaking out but like i think i started noticing more about the ingredients and different things like that after that you had to yeah i mean definitely after having some side effects so (laughs) all right so there's a there's a story that you're probably going to talk more about this in depth on fi and and probably do an article on it but let's talk about potentially self-induced pcos i don't know if you want to call it self-induced potentially could be we don't know but when you went through your bodybuilding prep and I'll tell my tell the listeners like she overdid it. She did too much cardio, too much lifting, and ate way too little on this prep to the point it fucked you up. Yeah, I mean, I think there was probably some underlying prior to that, but I definitely did not help my like PCOS by doing all of those things. Like i I've always had some issues with my you know menstrual period and everything since I was in high school. So I don't think that necessarily caused it, but it definitely made it worse. Yeah, I mean, well, if you if you're a competitor female, you probably know, like, you, if you go hard, chances are you're going to lose your period for a little bit. Like, it oh, just, yeah. It like, happens. They advise, I think, the last six to eight weeks while you're on prep that you aren't going to get your period because you're so lean. Right. Like, it's just not natural for women. That's why, like, those who infatuate over becoming skinny, 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 like, understand it fucks with your hormones, male or female. It's not just the female, but the females are more... Noticeable because that thing that happens monthly that us men hate, like, just stops coming. And no, man, <laughs> it's not something that we pray that happens to our to our significant others because it's just not something you want. Not natural. And when I first met this girl, she was going to see a fucking holistic doctor, a witch doctor, a real doctor, <laughs> like, anybody she could see to, like, help her potentially figure out if there's a way for you to get pregnant. Um, you know, fast forward, that did happen for us, which was crazy. But, I mean, you were convinced that you were never going to have kids. Uh, I remember going to, I think I went to three different, you know, OBGYNs. um, And every single one of them told me, are you trying to get pregnant right now? And when I said no, they simply said, well, let's put you on birth control for now. Cover up your symptoms. And when you want to get pregnant, we can figure it out. And that seems to be the answer most doctors give you. And then at that point, they give you, you know, the Clomid and all the different things they can give you to try to get pregnant. But there isn't really a solution to PCOS. No, but it's always, the doctors are always like, hey, take this pill, take this uh, fucking implant, whatever it might be. I never understood that. It's just like, even after we had Charlie, you went back in and like, He's like, let's get you on birth control. It's like, that's the only option for some. I think there's so little research behind any other option that doctors just haven't really had the opportunity to 
have any other solution. And they're so worried about, you know, when women have PCOS, their biggest concern is to have, you know, cancer as a risk, right? Because right. you're not shedding that layer in your uterus and you have a higher risk of uterine cancer. So their solution is, well, let's induce a period. So you don't have that issue, but there isn't really a solution to how do you get your period to come back without that? And you haven't. I mean, well, until recently, which mm-hmm. was, I mean, had nothing to do with birth control because we... No, I, I don't want to get back on birth control and I... Well, you also want to have a child again, so... Yes, like, I do, I um, do. But so, I mean, yeah, it, low calories, high output, not good for anybody. You did it for a consistently long period of time to the point where you had not had like a real cycle in like three years or some shit, right? Or like two years or something crazy like that. Yeah, and it doesn't, well, I also had the implant, yeah. which makes you not have your period. So when I got taken out, it had been two years after I had the implant taken out that I didn't have my period. And is that when you got, like, the little one, then we got Charlie? For what one? Like, is that when you finally had, like, your little spotting slash period, and then all of a sudden, like, Well, I was also, out? they gave me, like, the progesterone challenge and all these different things to try to get my period to come back, but obviously all of them were induced from the progesterone. Yeah. So I... Don't think I even had a natural period in the time that we were together. Until like two weeks ago. And by two mm-hmm. weeks ago, I mean like a couple days ago. Yep. <laughs> and, and I texted, this is, I mean, this is just on this topic is we talk, we talked about a line new earlier um, about balance. Well, I know Danny was taking uh, core, not sorry, not core, ghost glow uh, as long as well as core poise at the same mm-hmm. time. And Paul Revilla for, for core who helped formulate that, that product did specifically for his female competitors who had not been able to get their menstrual cycle back from competing. Mm-hmm. And again, we can't say with 100% validity, like, hey, core poise and ghost glow caused this to happen, but like research behind myonisetol and other progesterone and like uh, pregnenolone, sorry, and some other ingredients that are in these products show they can be beneficial to potentially mm-hmm. help your body self-regulate itself again and, and, and it happened, um, which you're not happy about. You're happy about, but you're not, you weren't happy about. I'm really not used to having my period. So, yeah, it was <laughs> – I mean, yeah, it, that's a terrible thing to say. But as a woman, like, you should be used to it. But I haven't had it for years. No. So, All right, so we, we've been through, like, you found fitness because you didn't like the way you looked. You, you were on stage. Uh, her and I tried a bodybuilding prep again back <laughs> in 2020. And then next thing you know, we're she's pregnant. I hate the term we're pregnant because I bear none of that. Uh, she's pregnant. We have a beautiful one-year-old child now named Charlie – uh, which is like the joy of your life, our <laughs> life. Uh, and and now you're on like a prep again. And this was supposed to be another prep we were going to do together. And then, and then you know, I, I become disabled. You are fucking cold. I become <laughs> I disabled. Um, so you are two weeks into this new prep with the end goal. It was supposed to be a photo shoot. I think we'll still do one. And I'll just look like Homer Simpson and you can be whatever <laughs> you want. Um, but like, what's what's your end goal with this this prep? Just be better than I've ever been before. I'm... I think after this past like two years, I guess, really, with when you look at pregnancy and breastfeeding and all these things, um, I feel like I lost myself. And I thought that sounds ridiculous because I was working out the whole time and everything. But you go through your this process where your you know body changes completely. And I never thought I was going to get back to where I am. But even right now, I was honestly convinced when I was going out for runs and having like severe pain I would come back crying because I was like my body's never coming back I'm never gonna be able to do what I did before and now I'm here and I feel great and I am ready to take on this prep and I just see myself being even better so 
and as you transition uh, from being a full-time RN mm -hmm. to being my secretary, I need to ask, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> He's not though. <laughs> but like now you get, we've talked about this for, you know, since we've known each other, we've known each other over three years now. We've been married over a year, been together officially two plus. Are you excited about this? Very. Um, even when I first met you, Ryan, uh, I remember watching <laughs> Fitness Informant at my house and being like, Fucking stud, baby. This guy is a Fucking nerd, stud. but oh my gosh, he knows so much about fitness. And I always had friends coming to me acting like I was like somewhat of an expert, you know, whatever, but asking for advice. And I was like, I know nothing. Like I was watching his stories about all these ingredients and all these things. And I'm like, wow, I am truly a newbie. <laughs> So I just, I, I love the idea of diving deeper and understanding, you know, the ingredients and like understanding even more than what I feel like I already know mm -hmm. in this world that I feel like is forever deep. Like you could find one thing after another and learn more and more. And I'm just excited that that gets to be my actual job. Mm -hmm. So like literally every day you get to wake up <laughs> and we get to dive into a new a new white paper on some ingredient with a human mm -hmm. clinical or we get to hop on a plane and go somewhere or we get yep. to sell peanut butter to a John and Jane down the street. It's crazy. I, I'm very excited. I will admit that there is some anxiety behind it. Like I can't pretend like, you know, leaving the world that I feel like I know a lot about in the nursing world and healthcare. Um, I feel like I've, you know, learned so much in my, you know, what, 10 years in the field and now I'm just starting fresh. And so I'm going from being an experienced RN to a brand new business um, owner. Yep. Slash for, I don't know what the You're going to be a, owner, fitness, a fitness influencer. Hey. Woo. Hey there, hey. You You're going to be a fitness influencer. <laughs> Here's a big reason why I wanted this more than anything. Uh, a, for you, because I know you, you have a passion for helping people and fitness has always been something you love. And I'd see Danny write these plans for people and they give up really quick. And I'm like, you're wasting your fucking time. Like, come, there's an opportunity here to actually make some noticeable and impactful change in people's lives. Because uh, for whatever fucking reason, over the last five years, six years of Fitness Informant, people listening and watching to this podcast have believed in me and believed in this platform. But one thing that we have never had, and we've had some really good people write and do some content for us, but we've never had a female voice. And we've had, I mean, you, you dabbled a little bit. We've had some other females kind of dabble a little bit into the platform, but nobody that was here on a consistent basis every single day. And we've seen even in the past like month in terms of some of the content that you and I have been tag teaming for FI on our Instagram, TikTok, like our engagement is through the roof. We're getting a bunch, a lot more questions from females. And I'm the last person on the planet that wants to be a voice for females. That's because you can't. No, you, we, you I mean, can't. I, I, here's, I mean, we could, I could talk pre-workout all day, every day with a female because there's nothing in a pre-workout that should be based on sex whatsoever. Of course. But, not. but when we're talking like hormonal things, we're talking things like PCOS, we're talking things like pregnancy, like what the fuck am I doing? Like <laughs> this is an opportunity to speak to hundreds, thousands, millions of women who have questions, who are too afraid to ask channels like mine because I'm a big fucking meathead and they're afraid to approach me. And now we have a gentle, bootylicious, beautiful <laughs> babe in Danielle on the platform ready to help not just the female population, but men too mm -hmm. can come to her uh, because she's going to be educated extremely quick uh, over the next several weeks of being immersed in this brand, in this environment. We've already have 
plans to travel. We're going to Nashville in a month to visit a contract mm-hmm. manufacturer, which is something that is going to be eye-opening for you if you've oh, never definitely. seen supplements being made and some of the QC stuff that they have to go through, mm-hmm. um, understand some label guidelines and compliance. And then what will happen is we're going to be getting these products sent to us and you're going to look at it someday and be like, this is a fucking non-compliant label. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, look at that shit. Even and then- now though, I feel like I'm able to look at a you know label in the morning, which I've been working harder at is looking at the label and just being like, hey, I actually know what these things are. So I feel like even now I've been paying more attention to it even in the last like few months. Yeah, wait till you start diving into the studies and have to read the research and you figure out like this study was done via in vitro on mice and like, okay, I'm a human being and I don't, I don't take shit (laughs) via in vitro. So how do, I mean, it's all something data that you have to make educated guesses on whether or not it's going to work appropriately for a human. Like that's what a lot of this shit is. But I know I'm excited. I'm extremely uh, proud to have you on this team, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I think we're gonna do. I mean, if this podcast is any indication on how we're gonna be together, it's uh, gonna be great. I think, other than the fact that we have way too many clothes on, this was a phenomenal time. <laughs> oh yeah, I love you. I love you too. All right. So, <laughs> if you liked what you heard here on the podcast, this is the pilot episode, episode one. We're starting over. The Iron Union podcast has been retired. We're going to be talking about fitness, business, anything under the sun. Hit the subscribe button. No matter how you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're streaming via Spotify, whatever it might be, fitnessinformer.com is our channel. Uh, we're at Fitness Informer on Instagram. Fitness Informant TikTok, Fitness Informant Facebook. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. Literally, just go to those platforms and you'll get weekly podcasts from us. Again, we'll have guests. We're trying to line up a bunch now. It'll be either in person or via Zoom, Skype, whatever. It's 2022. You can literally talk to anybody (laughs) anywhere in the world. It'll be us. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, Any parting words? The booty. Wow. Does that mean I I get it? (laughs) No, you're supposed to say Did you hear that? She said no. The booty and the beast. So I'm not getting it. I didn't say that. Time out, folks. I'll be back in about 20 (laughs) seconds. Until next time, uh, Ryan Buckeye. And Danielle Buckeye. All right, y'all. Hang loose. Let's go.